Hello, beautiful people. I'm pleased to announce that the original cast live will be making its triumphant return to the Flying V Awesomeathon Sunday, April 8th at 4 p.m. in downtown Bethesda. I've been toying with the live show format, and I'm excited for you to see the new show. The show is part of the second Flying V Awesomeathon, their 24-hour fundraiser, and I'm so happy to be a part of it again. Go to unknownpenguin.com/live for details. Tickets are first come, first served, and free. But when you come down, maybe you'll give some money to Flying V because they're awesome, and you should. And they're doing a show of mine this fall. And you should come see that too. But for right now, come to the Awesomeathon and donate money. Again, the original cast live at the Flying V Awesomeathon, April 7th, 4 p.m. Cheap is free, but donate to Flying V because they're awesome. Unknownpenguin.com slash live for details. All right, here's the show. Whenever my world falls apart, I never lose hope or lose heart. Whatever the form of the storm that may brew, not with you to lean on. Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. When Holly Twyford was here to talk about Annie, she had just finished a run at Signature as Desiree in A Little Night Music. So here on or about Sondheim's 88th birthday is Holly and my conversation about that role for which she is currently a Helen Hayes Award nominee. And it begins with a twist. We join the conversation already in progress. Now you do... Focusing back on you for a second, you you primarily do non-musical theater. Is that correct? Is that accurate? Not even primarily. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought I read an article, I don't remember where, online about you being in Night Music at Signature and how this was your first musical. It was, was that... Okay. So technically, I did Her Aching Heart, uh, which was a... A it, it's sort of I don't I guess they called it a musical but it was more a play with music mm-hmm. by Bryony Lavery a British fabulous British playwright and and that was my first professional show period okay it was with a a, a now defunct theater company called Consenting Adults it was we played it at the on the off nights at Woolly Mammoth when Woolly Mammoth was on Church Street off of Fourteenth Street yeah um, this is in ninety ninety one, two, something mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, and, um, so that was, so I sang mm-hmm. on stage. Um, since then I've sung on stage many times, but never with the intention of singing on stage. <laughs> what do you mean? And by, by that? that, I mean, I just would get cast in these shows where my character would inevitably have to sing some little bit of a song. Oh, okay. In fact, and the, the, the worst offender was the Carpetbaggers Children at Ford's Theater where um, there's even a line in the play that one of my other sisters had where she says something like, oh, Sissy had the sweetest voice. And I thought, oh, dear God, why does that happen? It's like, it's like you know, oh, she was so beautiful. Right. And then you have to walk Go out on stage. on stage and be like, okay, I hope I'm beautiful now. And um, so anyway, so there was her aching heart and, and little, you know, I did a, a couple of Shakespeare shows that that uh, um, had some music, music in them in that the, I mm-hmm. that I in which I sang. Um, Craig Wright uh, wrote songs for um, Twelfth Night that Aaron Posner directed, and so there was a song in the uh, the wooing scene where Cesario Viola dressed up as a young man mm-hmm. Cesario goes to woo Olivia on behalf of the Duke Orsino and. Uh, and so instead of, um, and we did the whole wooing scene, but in the midst of that, um, Olivia says, so what did you come to say to me? 
and I sat down at the piano and started pounding out this song. Mm -hmm. Marry me now. <laughs> Marry me now. And, um, <laughs> and uh, so there was that. But that, of course, that was still Shakespeare. Right. Um, so, yes, an actual real live musical 14 piece orchestra in the back. Right. Surrounded by Stephen Sondheim, these Stephen Sondheim, and a and a capital S Sondheim musical with little night music too. Not it, like, well, I yeah. guess it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and just you know, surrounded by these these powerhouses, yeah. you know, at a theater known for its Sondheim, at a theater known for its Sondheim. Yeah, I mean, it just stage. couldn't have been more <laughs> horrifying as Desiree it really couldn't. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So what was that like? Um, it was uh, it was great. It was ter it was terrifying mm -hmm. to begin with, um, because I you know I mean there's Tracy Oliveira and Bobby Smith and Florence Lacey and you know all of these incredibly Will Garcher who with whom I did my first signature show, mm -hmm. um, which was 20th Century, and you know and many 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 that was in the garage way back yeah. in the whatever day that was and. Uh, and Will and I, this was sort of our first show together since then, I think. Um, and uh, it was um, it was daunting. Um, and the actress, I love the actress who played your daughter. She was oh my god, Anna Grace so Nowak. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nowak. I mean, uh, she was amazing. Yeah. I loved our family. We loved our family, <laughs> Florence and Anna and I. Yeah. It was, uh, but it was, you know, at a certain point, I I looked at around at these incredibly, incredibly talented people. And I said, okay, I'm never going to sing like that. I'm never going to sound like what that sounds like, mm -hmm. that magic that comes out of their mouths. And so I'll do my storytelling, which is the, what, the only thing that I, I know how to do. And, uh, and once I sort of gave into that a little bit, mm -hmm. um, I had the best time. And they were. It was such an amazing cast, and yeah, I had. A well, that blast. is the good. Another good thing about doing a musical like that. That, I mean, it is hard. Obviously, sometimes not going to make it easy on you, but it is very well put together. So oh. there are things oh, yeah. to hold on to aside from just the music and lyrics. Like you, there's obviously a great book to that show. It's a great book. It is a solid. Like all I didn't the songs know, are stories, and I didn't know that. I mean, again, oh yeah, you know, I, you, you know, there have been stories out and about about. My mother and I used to to listen to that album all the time, mm. and so I knew all the words to that I one that as well. Over there too. <laughs> and I so I knew all the words to that one too, but I'd never read that. We I'd never, never seen read it, the script, mm -hmm. and I never read the script. And so when I got the script and I read it, I thought it's finally this started. Like, this is a straight up good play. I feel like it wasn't getting produced a lot for outside of like the Royal National Theater or major revivals if it, it doesn't seem yeah. to be one that like now it's i've seen it popping up on like my facebook feed people who do smaller theaters are kind of grabbing it and doing it um i don't know why that is because it is a why... really really good show and and very well done you do need to have solid well, vocalists find, for like the quartet and things you but... have to find solid vocalists for i mean our yeah our yeah, quart yeah. they were amazing they were yeah um quintet mm. yeah our Pardon quintet yes, was amazing correct. yeah yes. And, um, but you also, uh, I read some funny thing about Will Garchor wanting to, at one point, play Henrik. Um, but he couldn't hit, what was it, a high B or something yeah. or other like that? You murmur, I only, it's just that for God. 
Later, Henrik. Turn and later. Uh, and so so you need a Sam Ludwig mm-hmm. who can hit those notes. Yeah. And act. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and well, uh, not only just hit it, but he has to. The second time, he has to reach it and then sing that descending. Like, Though I've been born, I've never been. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to be able to do that. And have a huge lung capacity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he played, what is it, the musical term? He's playing the cello. He plays the cello. He plays that part the first time, and the second time he holds the sustain and sings the... Oh, descent. It's re- yeah. No, it was. I watched him in rehearsals do that, and I he was like from another planet. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and of course, you know, Desiree's songs are easy to breathe and a little <laughs> bit, of, you know, a little range. And well, and it was just... written for. I think it gets lost. It is written for. Um, oh come on, Glennis Johns. It's written for Glennis Johns. Right. And and uh, and do you know that story about him writing "Sound in the Clouds"? About uh, "Sound in the Clouds." I do, but you yeah. can tell it. Yeah. Uh, well, I, so Eric Schaefer told me I didn't mm. know the story that that they were in rehearsals for the original production and and they came upon that part of the play and Hal Prince calls up Stephen Sondheim and says um, Desiree really needs a song here and so uh, he said but the, here's a, there's a, a problem of course Glennis can't sing right and Stephen says I got this and he writes Send in the Clowns which right. has these small phrases. Yep. And not a huge range, and uh, and the rest is history. Yeah. I mean, isn't it rich? Are we a pair? Me here at last on the ground, you in midair, send in the clouds. Two years later, he won Song of the Year when Judy Collins did oh it. Oh, my it's, God. Yeah, it's his most famous song he ever wrote. Right. And, right. There was actually a guy who came and saw the show, and he, I think, a, a, a friend's husband who I had never met, and and uh, we were talking about that song, and he said, yeah, yeah, what's that from? <laughs> I, I was like, it's, it's from this. It's from the song, it's, it's the, from, the it's show from, that you just from saw it's from two seconds yeah. ago. <laughs> That's what it's from. You, but, may, but, you may know it from other you things. You may have heard Judy. Right. That's like somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I love the stories famous people have of people like people who are semi-famous. People walk up to them going, what do I know you from? Yeah, I it's don't like, know. I don't know. What have you seen? What? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, you list all the things right. that you've seen. And, t- and then, and then when write. the Venn diagram hits, I'll point. <laughs> yeah. So that was, yeah, everybody knows that song. and and But the beauty was that they... M- m- most people don't know the context. Right. And uh, Frank Sinatra once said to Stephen Sondheim, it's his favorite song to sing, what the hell's it about? Did he really? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And he's just like, I don't I don't understand a word, but I love singing it. Barbara yeah. Streisand made him write another verse. What a surprise Who could foresee i come to feel about you What you felt about me Surprised. What a 
Right. So, which is a good verse. <laughs> which is a good. It's a good verse. verse. Yeah, it does. But, it she, does could, but she was the one who said, "Yeah, wait, what? Yeah, you need something. What am I?" Which is neat. Yeah, I like stories like that. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it also shows the difference between. I mean, writing for character, but not only writing for character, but writing for uh, Sondheim more than anybody. Write writes for his actors who are doing the mm. show when they originally like he talks about. I've heard him talk about in Follies. Um, he, I can't remember, Yvonne DiCarlo had a number uh, that was Can That Boy Foxtrot, which you may know. A false alarm, a broken arm, an imitation Hitler and with Hitler charm. But oh, can that boy Foxtrot? His mouth is mean, he's not too clean. What makes him look reptilian is the brillantine. But oh, Boy, Fox Trot. Who knows what I saw in him? I took a chance. Oh, yes. One more flaw in him. He can't dance. And it's a very funny song, but he said it wasn't worthy of Yvonne DiCarlo. He's like, she's standing up there singing this song, and I'm just like, it's a good song, but I don't like, like she needs a bigger song. And then he wrote, I'm still here. I've gotten through, hey lady, aren't you hoo-hoo-sies? Wow, what a looker you were. Or better yet, sorry, I thought you were hoo-hoo-sies. Whatever happened to her? I'm from crime. I've seen them all in my dear. I'm still here. Fresh velvet sometimes, sometimes just pretzels and beer. Okay, that one I know. That one I know. Yeah. You're exactly right. But that's the thing. It's like he yeah. then he took a good song and went away and wrote a better song, which is amazing. Right. But all because not because of the character, but because of the actress. And it still suits the character, yeah. but it's more the performer. And he I've seen many interviews with him where he says, like, no, no, like that song was written for you write for the actor. Like he writes a lot of stuff yeah. for Angela Lansbury. It was always written with her right, in mind. Right, right knowing that it'll then work its way into the... Right, we have this right, vision right. of, like, writers sitting in a room writing a whole show and then handing it to actors. and Yeah. No show, but musicals especially are definitely not written definitely that Definitely not way. like that, right. <laughs> you can't right. do that. You write for whoever's, yeah. you know, on stage, and yeah. that's very important. And I imagine... Right, and, and I imagine a lot of that has to do with, well, this is their range, this yeah. is they can... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there was just an article in the paper today about um, uh, at the Metropolitan Opera... Uh, there's a new opera, maybe it's new, um, and uh, in it, one of the characters sings a high A, um, which in the 137-year oh um, life of the Metropolitan Opera has never been sung. Wow. Yeah. And you can go online and see you her see. sing it, actually. <laughs> and it, and 
but the, but just the the fact of that is yeah is fascinating mm-hmm. to me. Of course, when I read it, I thought, wait a minute. Quinn Me Lou was in our show as the one in the quintet. I'll bet she could sing that thing. <laughs> well, but so, people don't write it. I mean, it's the thing is like a lot of people they, could probably sing it. Because they probably think, you But know, then you're suddenly limited. That character's absolutely. then limited to all the people who can hit that note. Absolutely. And yeah. It's yeah. why a lot of leading parts, I mean, if you look at them, even like tenor parts are written very uh, mid-tenor right. range and very rarely. And they will also have, when you get notation, be like, you can hit this note. You can hit that note if you want if you to. But want like this to, note's but fine. But this is actually don't, it. Right, right, right. Yeah. There's some great stories of... Uh, I've read of John Raitt in Carousel, the original Carousel, who's of course be a baritone-ish tenor yeah. at the end of Soliloquy going for that B. And some nights he made it. <laughs> are the sort really? of like, are the sort of stories that like he just feels so moved. He'd he go would... for the really high, which is not in the, the way it's written, it sustains. I don't remember what, the, right. remember what the note is. And every now and again, he just feel very moved to go for that B. And I don't really? remember who was writing the stories. Like, and, and that's how it ended. And some nights he made it. That's fascinating. And apparently he was good at selling it when he didn't. Like he right, would, right, he would right. hit oh, it, I'm sure. miss it, and then like collapse. Just like he he turned it. Ah, right, like, make it emotional. That's what I meant to do. I meant love to, it. I meant love to miss it. the note. Yeah, but that's why it's written like <clears throat> and like in tomorrow is written. Like, yeah. Hold that. Don't. We got. We we got. There's a whole other act to do here. Like yeah, let's not yeah, kill yeah. ourselves on this yeah. moment. Yeah. No, and there are parts in you know I as I discovered after listening to the. Um, soundtrack not the soundtrack the the album of little night music listening mm. to glennis johns for so many years and not n- not actually that song my mom and i that was not one of our favorites uh-huh. um weekend in the country was more well, our, I mean, yes. our, that was okay. more our favorite, but, but um but, but you know you weren't in it but uh, i was not yeah <laughs> but then you know recently of course before, when i found out i was going to do this i that was what i was listening to mm-hmm. over and over again and it was not until i um, understood how the sheet music mm-hmm. <laughs> where I realized along with the help of the music director the fabulous um, John Kalfleisch that um, Glynis was not singing all the correct notes yeah she's just kind of and she's I doing mean, what she's doing so, well sometimes she would tosh sometimes mm-hmm. she would Rex Harrison it you talking about Glamorous Life or you, um, no or, uh, Glamorous Life was one yeah. of them yes mm-hmm. where she doesn't quite hit and I say to John, well, but that's Glynis was singing. Right. And John finally made me break up with Glynis. Yeah. He finally said, you can't li- listen you to Glynis to. anymore. She's not being truthful with you right. about what is written. Well, and you also don't want to be imitating <laughs> anybody, but it's not, yeah, you got you to put Glynis so, away yeah. for a while. It is really, yeah. yeah. So I have a interesting. I have a recording of Judy Dench playing that part. Um and it is different. I mean, she's mm. also not a not a terribly strong singer, but a much more accurate singer, shall we say? Than, ah, right. Than, right. Uh, than Glynis is. And um, well, that's what I was interested in. I wanted mm-hmm. I wanted that. And and a lot, I had a lot of people say to me, "Well, you could just Rex Harrison your way through it." And I said, "I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. that. I want yeah. to sing what I'm supposed to sing." When it's appropriate. I mean, there's many moments, especially in Glamorous Life, that are very appropriate for the like. Darling, I miss you a lot, but you know you can kind of like patter your way through Absolutely. it. Absolutely, and and and, it's and fine. certainly you must meet my wife. Is the, has you know the, some of those comic lines that are, is my favorite are funnier song in that when they're that when is spoken. just yeah. oh my gosh I can't. It's <laughs> she sparkled. How pleasant. She twinkled. How nice. Her youth is a sort of present. Whatever the price. The incandescent what the light of my life. You must my wife yes I must I really must no she flutters how charming she twitters my word she floats isn't that alarming 
What is she? A bird? She makes me feel I'm what? A very old man. Yes. No. No. But. I must meet your Gertrude. My Anne. Sorry, Anne. She <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, let me get my hat and my knife. It's just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> must meet you? Yeah, very. Yeah. Oh, man. I yeah. love that song so much. That scene is so hilarious. I know. I'm just dying to meet her. Sometime. <laughs> So much fun. That's such a great show. Yeah, I just got the um, the movie soundtrack with Elizabeth Taylor. As, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie? I Little have Night Music? not. I have not. It was, now it that was you're given done... to me as a gift mm. on closing night, actually. Yes, now that you're done, so... I'd be, you should... It's, right. It ain't great. Uh, it's really interesting. The Does Broadway... she actually sing? Is that actually yeah her yeah oh, yes that is actually she oh yes. okay yes there's actually okay. she singing um, it's interesting because you have Len Caru Lawrence Guitard uh, guitar is that how you pronounce his last name Guitard whoever played there's a couple original Broadway people in it huh um, which Hal Prince who directed the movie also could do because he got Did Elizabeth he Taylor really yeah that's the problem is Hal Prince is a I mean I have issues with his direction but he's a stage director you can't argue right. with that and He's not a movie film director. He's directed like four movies in his life, I think. And they all just feel, I don't know. It feels like he's never seen a movie sometimes. You're just like, don't you know how to really? put, but like Weekend in the Country is actually really interesting. It's That's the best part of the movie to me. He, he really has a sense of like, because location shifting so much. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Feels, it feels very natural in the movie. Right, right, But right. there are some stagey song numbers where you're just like, it's yeah. like I filmed it from here. Then I filmed it from over here, yeah. And I filmed it from over here, and now we're going to cut those three things together. It's like a TV show, you know what I mean? Like right, we're just going right, to cut right, these three cameras right. together. However, yeah, like yeah, when, yeah. whenever I think the lighting looks best, it right, doesn't. Right, right. It doesn't hang as. It's oh, also not. Wow. Um, they had to. They they got a break. Uh, they got a tax break to shoot it in Austria, instead of in Sweden. So like perpetual sunsets gone because they don't have that in Austria. <laughs> The names are slightly adjusted. He's not Frederick Eggerman. I don't remember what his first name is, but his last name's still Eggerman, which is still very Swedish, obviously. So I don't. It's really? a weird movie. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. But it's fun if you know the show really well. And aren't there it's some fun to added? There's some added. There is one. Lyrics, there, right? Yes, he crazy? rewrote. Um, I think uh, Charlotte's. And he rewrote. Uh, I feel like he rewrote one of Charlotte's. Well, he gave songs, the Night or... Waltz. Let me just pull it up here on my phone because I've got it. Um... The Night Waltz is now a song um, huh. called Love Takes Time. Love takes time Entirely too much but sublime Frightening love is full of quicksand Enlightening love is full of tricks And it does take time which really is rather a crime. Curious love is self-tormenting. Embarrassing love is unrelenting. A, a labyrinth love is just resenting. The time love takes compounds the confusion it makes. One muddles the facts with the fakes. And love is a lecture on how to correct your mistakes. 
and uh, night waltz. Wow. Yeah, it, it's a really there's a slight overture, and then she sings this solo, right? Of, um, called Love Takes Time, right. which is sort of setting the scene, and yeah, then yeah. you hop right into glamorous life, and then now soon and later come up. So they okay. kind of introduce okay. Desiree yeah. because you've got Elizabeth Taylor. You want to bring her out Absolutely. right at the top, as as and possible. then and yeah. then they move to yeah. the the other characters who yeah. are you know going to actually drive the show. Right. <laughs> But you know, I mean, it's it's it's. I'm glad that it finally. I had a bootleg VHS of that when I was in college. That was a terrible quality, and I'm glad it's finally like actually come back out again. Uh, and it's you know, it's worth seeing if you know the show really well. It's right. a fascinating movie if you know the show really well. Right, right, right. If you don't know the show at all, yeah. don't don't see it. It it it'll kind of ruin the show. Right. Like what the show's about. For you. Now, did you see the original? Uh, Ingmar Bergman film. I have, yes, yeah, Smiles of a Summer Night. Yes, which is really good. Fantastic. It's yeah. real. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. it's Bergman. You'd yeah. hope it'd be really right. good. But it's funny. It's good to remember to me. I recommend it to a lot of people who say they don't like Bergman because he's so heavy. I'm like, well, he can do comedy. Watch that you one. want to see him do yeah, comedy? Watch that one. Absolutely. Smiles of a Summer Night is yeah is right on yeah. for that sort of like sex farce that right. you didn't know the Swedes could do, and then <laughs> suddenly there they are. They're doing it all the time. There they go. Look at them. <laughs> The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. The original cast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at OriginalCastPod. You can follow me on Twitter at UnknownPenguin. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts from the convenience of your iPhone and or check out the original cast on Stitcher if that's how you get down. My thanks to Holly Twyford for coming down and talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn. And I can't. I have rehearsal. (laughs) 